You're listening to Inside the Man Cave with Dr. Natale of Carolina Urology Partners. To learn more about some of the men's health topics we've been discussing on the show, visit the website charlottemenshealth.com. Or if you like to schedule an appointment or have a question that you want Dr. Natale to answer on Inside the Man Cave, feel free to give us a call at 704-227-8677. Yo, what's going on? It's O'Brien Notes, man. I'm filling in with QCB today. We are inside the man cave with Dr. Natalie. Now, on our last show, we focused on prostate cancer and some of the side effects of prostate cancer, Doc. So today we are talking about ED. It's a common side effect of prostate cancer treatment. And um, we get lots of questions on ED, which is erectile dysfunction, and the various available treatments options. During today's episode of Inside the Man Cave with Dr. Natalie, we want to address some of these uh, questions for the listeners. Now, Dr. Natalie, what's going on? How are you doing today, first of all? I'm doing well, man. How about you? I'm doing good, man. I had a great morning, great breakfast. Now I'm here talking to you. Um, how common is erectile dysfunction? So you'd be surprised. So, you know, when you ask people about the age of 50 and up, you're seeing almost 50% or more having some troubles with, with uh-huh. downstairs. Yeah. So kind of explain to me because um, I'm 32 years old. I'm kind of concerned about erectile dysfunction, but I really don't have a wide uh, knowledge of erectile dysfunction. Tell me what uh, erectile dysfunction is. Yeah, so it's really the idea that not necessarily what I call the floppy noodle, right? So it's not just that. Yeah, that's part of it, but it's really, can you get what you need when you need it, as hard as you need it? Can you do the stuff that you want to do? And if you have troubles functioning that way, you have erectile dysfunction. Is there any specific demographic that is uh, most at risk for getting erectile dysfunction? A, a little bit as we get older, we're going to start seeing it, and it's usually tied into medical problems. So if you're in your 50s, 60s, so on and so forth, you'll see these guys starting to have more and more troubles. I've seen it as young as folks in their 20s and 30s who can develop this problem as a result of medical conditions such as the diabetes, for example. So those okay. are the folks really we see more commonly. Okay, and um, last week you mentioned that um, mental effect that ED has on a man. Tell me more about that. I mean, I think a lot of it is that, you know, the performance anxiety. So let, let's, mm. let's talk about, since this is a sports show, we can talk about our Carolina Panthers. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And we know when we get a rookie who's going to be behind, you know, behind the center and, and taking the ball and, and maybe the performance anxiety is there. That's part of it. And then okay. maybe there's more, like there's not as much skill set anymore or whatever else where mm. there's problems with the with the quarterback themselves. So it's either an anxiety issue or it's an issue that's related to medical problems. But I can tell you one thing. Once you start getting the issues, it kind of affects you upstairs in your head. Okay. Upstairs get affected and so does upstairs. So you said anxiety and um, medical issues. What about um as far as a nutritional standpoint, the foods we eat, uh, is that is that impacted as well? You've you got to be healthy. I mean, you know, as much as we want to go out and have our cheeseburgers and all the rest, the healthier lifestyle that you have, the exercise, the right diet, you know, don't smoke, don't drink in excess, don't do drugs and things like that, that's going to prevent this problem from happening. So me being an, a young African-American man, what type of foods we need to stay away from that'll help uh, not get erectile dysfunction? I mean, when you're looking at those things, it's it's all the fattier foods that we all like to eat, right? I mean, who doesn't want to have, you know, that juicy cheeseburger or something like that? You That means you can't have it at all. You just want to be cautious with that. Limit your intake. Be more fruits and vegetables and things that we're supposed to do. You just scared me, Doc, because I know I had five hot dogs and hamburgers last week Ooh. alone. 
I'm, I'm sweating over here. Y'all should see the sweat on my face. Now, <laughs> who can treat um, ED? So a lot of people are going to talk about being able to treat it. I think the best suited people are kind of like what I am, which is a specialist in not just urology, but men's health and sexual restoration. So your best bet is to come to one of us. Mm -hmm. If not, your primary care doctor can do some of the things or most general urologists will at least get you started on that treatment path. You're hanging out with B-Notes. We're inside the man cave with Dr. Natalie. Man, if you want to call in at any time, give us a call, 704-227-8677. Dr. Natalie, we're having a good morning. We're talking about erectile dysfunction. Now, my question to you is, if a man is experiencing erectile dysfunction for the first time, should he see his primary doctor or his urologist? Yeah, you know, if you're starting to feel it, I think the first step is to make an appointment with your primary. Uh, you probably wind up coming to one of us, but, you know, erectile dysfunction, particularly a younger guy who might have risk factors, could even be kind of like the, what they call the canary in the coal mine for a guy who has cardiac issues. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you're starting to see that stuff, don't hide it. Don't, don't, you know, not talk about it. I think you need to bring it up to the forefront. So if it's your primary you go to, go talk to your primary. All right. Now, um... One of the things um, that I know in my demographic, um, we're ashamed of going to clinics, going to get that treatment. And Dr. Natalia, I saw that you were being interviewed on the news talking about uh, one of the local Charlotte men's clinic. Tell me more about the men's clinic. So, you know, the problems with the men's clinics is they kind of they'll do this stuff for cash. Right. So you go in there, they won't take insurance. And they're going to do a lot of the stuff that we do. In fact, not all of the stuff that we do, mm -hmm. but they're going to do a lot of the stuff. And that's what they're kind of banking on. And by men not being kind of open and wanting to talk to your doctors, they might try to find the easy solution. You really want to come to talk to one of us because I can get you from point A to point B and kind of give you all the options to help your problem. So what is the what is the main difference between the men's clinic and our actual uh, urologist? The, the, the biggest difference is that is the fact that I can do everything from treating with medications all the way up to doing surgery if you have a problem with erectile dysfunction, and I can evaluate you for testosterone issues or other medical issues as well. These places are typically kind of limited in what they can treat. Now, do the men's clinic also have doctors who oversee the patient's care? You hope so. Yeah. It's supposed to. And, you know, uh, it, it depends. One, one of the things I, I said uh, when I was talking to some folks on TV about this was, you know, definitely check the credentials of your doctors, mm -hmm. making sure that you understand they're a board-certified physician that's there that's overseeing them, um, and kind of ask more questions. If you're going to go that route, ask more questions. Put them a little bit on the spot. So, uh off the subject, how long do you think Cam Newton is really out? Because he has this Liz Frank okay. uh, 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 injury. I know how serious that injury is. Yeah. How long do you think he's out? I, I want your opinion. So I'm going to tell you my opinion. This is what I told my son the other day. Get one more win with this with this with this kid, Allen. Yeah. And I think he's out for a whole lot longer. Than <laughs> you know. I'm telling you, man. Uh, he he is so pressed to come back. And the fans and Carolina Panther fans, they, they want him back so bad. I'm like, y'all, listen, this injury have put people out of the NFL for good. Like, y'all don't want Cam to come back right now, blow the season. And, and, and maybe that, that's why he's doing all those interesting fashion choices, because he's trying to look for his second career. Right? <laughs> yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, I hope not. I, I, I Listen, I, I was a big Cam fan. I am a big Cam fan. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's a business too, man. I know, exactly. You are inside of the man cave with Dr. Vitale. Number to the show, 704 
404-227-8677 for any questions. Now, Dr. Natalia, let's break down each of the treatments available for erectile dysfunction and explore them in depth. Let's talk about the oral medication like Viagra and Levitra and Stendra and, and all that. I think the, the meds are going to be the first way you're going to go with almost everybody, right? So you're going to want to try something, whether it's a sample or retchy prescription. They're going to work. I mean, they're going to work probably... Three out of four times. That's pretty darn good. So my biggest concern about um, these oral medications, um, some of the side effects, like, for example, we hear about Viagra. What are some of the side effects that Viagra takes a toll on our bodies? One of the things that we have to think about, which they're still kind of developing, is what happens when guys who don't need it are taking it all the time. Mm -hmm. That's a problem, right? Because there's some guys who take it recreationally. Really shouldn't do that. But if you need it, what are the side effects? Right now, the biggest side effects are pretty straightforward, kind of stuffy nose, headache, flushing feeling. Usually from a long-term standpoint, it's not too, too crazy. Should be okay. Now, how do the medications work? So they don't actually give us what we need. They just allow it to happen. Oh. Need to, you know, you, you can't go to Sunday church and, and not think about it and expect something to happen. You got to actually have the other stuff happen too. Got you. So mentally, I'm thinking if we take it, bam, we're ready. Hey, no, you got to have other stuff here. Does it work for everyone? Not everybody. Not everybody. Do you recommend one medication over another? No, what I do recommend is is giving it some time, a little bit of patience, so you can don't, you know, don't take it one time, think it doesn't work, and, and quit. You know, give it a little bit of time, talk with your doc if you're having troubles, if it's working. If it's not working, great. We'll figure out another solution, so on and so forth. And when we do uh, see these medications and their warnings, um, we also we often hear about the side effects. Is there anyone that shouldn't take the medication? That's a great question. So there's a particular drug class called nitrates that you can't take the meds with. Mm-hmm. So if there's guys who are on like nitroglycerin for chest pain or another drug called isosorbide, you can't take this medication. Okay. Are they expensive? Uh, most of them are covered by insurance. Okay, so It's not good. too bad. There's going to be some out-of-pocket uh, expenses. There's also stuff you got to realize that we have other solutions, generics and so on and so forth. Make it a little bit more uh, cheaper. <laughs> Number to the show, 704-227-8677. We're inside the man cave with Dr. Natalia, and we're talking about erectile dysfunction. Now, Doc, I'm a weightlifter. I like to lift weights. I hear guys in the gym who say, hey, Injections are faster than pills. Injections are faster than drinks. Let's talk about some of the injections like uh, Trimix. Um, tell me more about the injection and how they work. So Trimix has a couple drugs in it, two that help you get an erection and one that helps it from going away. It can be very, very effective. It's probably the next kind of strongest or the next thing we try on someone uh, when we're evaluating them. So it can work, but it does involve a needle down there. It does involve any needle. It does. No, it does. Be a little, it's going to be a little itty-bitty needle, kind of like a diabetic needle, but it's going to be it's going to be needle down there. But it's a needle, though, Doc. Yeah, man. Guys don't want needles that way. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I don't blame them. You know what? I do in the office all the time. I get the guys to come in. We try it the first round to see if it works. Mm-hmm. They're, they're okay with it. We walk through it. If they're, if they're able to get it, they can do it. If they can't, we have other solutions. Does it hurt? Uh, you know, oh. the first time you're going to get it, it's going to be interesting. You know, not too bad, but it's going to be interesting. Ouch. What are the side effects of using yeah, the needle diet? So, you know, you hear these commercials about these, uh, about the four-hour stuff and, and, and longer. That can happen. Mm-hmm. you got to be cautious. You know, as much as we like to joke about it, more than four hours isn't a good thing. Cause damage down there. So that's one of the side effects that can happen with the injection. Now, for the listeners that are listening um, to your Dr. Natalia this morning uh, inside of the man cave, where can they buy 
the trimix. Got to come to a doctor. You should really, you really need to come to one of our clinics, you know, the urologist's office. Go talk to your doctor about the troubles you're having and get treated. Do I need a, a prescription or anything? You need a prescription. And how expensive is the medication? Um, it's pretty affordable. It's probably around the same price as you're looking at the oral medications. Uh-huh. We're inside of the man cave with Dr. Natalie. Numbers of the show, 704-227-8677. Now, Doc, one thing that I see that is very painful, and, and I know it's painful, is that pump, the vacuum pump. Yeah, the vacuum pump, that's tough. How does it work? So there's a vacuum pump that is the, the Austin Powers thing where you put it over and you pump it over. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Um, and you know what the thing is? The biggest side effects of it is bruising, <clears throat> kind of a cold feeling to it. It's just, it's just not cool. So I, 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 it, I use it sometimes. There's a place in my practice for it. Okay, it's not for everybody. Now, how expensive is the pump? Right, so here's a joke I tell my, with my uh, patients. It's uh, the best bang for the buck, so to speak, right? Yeah. Because it's the one-time, it's the one-time fee. Whatever you're gonna buy, anywhere between a hundred to two hundred bucks. But uh, but it's a one-time fee that you're gonna pay. But for what you're dealing with, it's not the best investment. Now I don't know if you know this or not, but what type of feeling? the pump will give us as we're using the pump? It's, most guys will report some degree of pain when they're getting it. Once they're there, the other thing, and this is a great picture of the sole, is a lot of times you gotta wear a band to hold it mm-hmm. in place. And a patient of mine once time said, it's like a Christmas tree in a room without a stand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's what it looks like in the end, so that's, that's a little bit tough, so it's hard to use. Now, have there ever been any cases of over-pumping? No. No, no okay. Good. So I could just pump all day. Yeah, well, you know, you're going to pump at some point. It's going to make you can make it stop. <laughs> now, where can the people that's listening by uh, the vacuum pump? So if you do a vacuum pump, you can do it either online. You can go to pharmacy. You can even go to adult shops. We'll have, have them, too. We are inside of the man cave. We're hanging out with Dr. Natalie B. Notes, Fox Sports Charlotte. Implant surgery. Yeah. We're just going to jump right into it. How does the implant surgery work? Okay. So implant surgery is a little bit different. This is more of a fix, right? So the other stuff... You're going to use when you need it and every time you need it, right? Mm-hmm. With an implant, this thing is going to correct the problem. Make a small incision, usually one of two ways, either one in the scrotum or one just above the penis. And we put in this device that's all internal, um, has a pump typically that, that draws fluid from a little pouch that we put near the bladder and fills up the cylinders inside the penis. All right, Dr. Natalie, so how long does the surgery take? If you're going to an experienced guy, it should take about an hour or less. Pretty, an hour actually, or less. Pretty quick, yeah. Because you know men, we don't like to, we, we like to get right back to work yeah. as soon as we get out that table. Does the patient have to stay in the hospital? It depends. I mean, some people will discharge them that same day. I like to keep people overnight. I think it's easier because just take care of you, watch you overnight and get you home. Hey, Charlotte, this is Dr. Richard Natale from Inside the Man Cave. Thanks for listening in to learn about some more important men's health topics. If you want to learn more information on your own, you can visit my website at www.charlotte.com menshealth.com that's charlottesmenshealth.com or call me at 704-227-8677 that's 704-227-8677 and i didn't even ask you what what was your nfl team oh man that's tough see i'm from los angeles originally okay so you have a lot of teams over there yeah no no kidding no kidding so when you know and i I remember the rams and raiders left and that was tough so (laughs) it was heartbreaking oh it was heartbreaking man so i'm more of a college guy so for for us in la usc trojans are my team so I, school I think you don't want to say your NFL team because you don't want to lose any listeners. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. I mean, 
Well, listen. I mean, we got we, we got our team here. We get we got. Uh, I, I love my Panthers just like everybody else. Okay. 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 Now uh, back to the implant surgery. How old is too old for uh, surgery? There, there's as long as your doctor says you can have surgery, you're all right. <laughs> and as long as you're interested in it. All right. Now for the people that's watching on the Instagram live right here, all the men that's watching, this is the biggest question they want to know: Can men still have orgasms? Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. As strong as they were when they were younger. They should. And the thing is, is that it's going to keep it up as, you know, what you need to get it done right. So should even theoretically be better because you can actually complete the act. So what is the satisfaction rate of the surgery? Oh, if you look at the satisfaction rate, that's the best out of all of them. Because it's, you know, what we're trying to do is make sure that it's happening every time you want it. So if you take a pill and let's say you go out to dinner and you maybe drank a little bit too much, take your pill, may not work. Mm-hmm. Or let's say, you know, you hear the common story of like, oh, well, someone called right in the middle of us trying to do stuff and the medication wore off. So unlike um, Viagra and Trimix and the vacuum pump uh, with the implant surgery, how long can a, how long are the men able to stay hard? As long as they need it, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because yeah. I go in awfully long time. <laughs> yeah. There's at least one person who says, no, that's not <laughs> yeah, it's, it's always that one woman that says it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dr. Natalia, how many years will the implant work? So, what we tell most people, at least 10 to 15 years, you're going to get out of this thing. You know, like everything else in the world, the more you use it, the more likely that, you know, over time you're going to need to get a replacement. But more than 95% of patients who have them would get another one without a heartbeat. All right. Now, how spontaneous is the implant? It's the most spontaneous of them all. Because the reality is, is when you're sitting there, you got to look at your clock. Like, I got four hours. We just had dinner. If I take one now, uh, I got to make sure we're getting home in time, so on and so forth. That That's planned with pills. It's planned with shots. It's planned with a vacuum. This thing is back to real life. Now, with the uh, oral medication and the injection and the trimix, is the surgery covered by our insurance? You believe it or not, most insurances will. There are a couple of exceptions here and there, but most insurances will. Oh, wow. So if the patient uses um, their other erectile dysfunction treatments with the implant, will they get an even firmer injection? You shouldn't need to and you shouldn't. You know, there's certain stuff you got to avoid. You that you don't want to do, right? So for example, if you're doing shots, you don't want to go back and try the shots at this time. This is the thing that's gonna fix the problem. So is it is it okay or not okay to get the trimix and then go back to Viagra or? Yeah, what I usually do if I'm in, I have some guys, for example, who want to get the implant and maybe take a Viagra, like a low dose. Sometimes I'll do that with patients, but you really shouldn't mix the drugs. Are there any vitamins or natural options for treating uh, erectile dysfunction? I mean, there's some stuff, but not really. If you look at, at what the urology kind of associations say, there's not much you're really going to be treating folks with. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's an over-the-counter thing. It's called L-arginine that I give to some patients, but for the most part, we're going to have to do the traditional therapies you just talked about. I told you earlier that um, I like to work out a lot, and I do take... Um, I do take like pre-workouts and post-workouts. Yeah. Would the with the oral medication or the trimix would that have any effect with any of the supplements that I take on a daily basis? No, it shouldn't. Shouldn't. The big thing, you know, what you made mention earlier about shots and stuff in the gym is the guys who are trying to build up their testosterone levels to get pumped and all the rest. And you got to be cautious of that because it can really mess with 
your system overall. You're, you don't want to be abusing anything that you shouldn't be taking. How important is testosterone when it comes to erectile dysfunction? So the biggest thing is the interest part of it all, right? So if you don't have the interest, that's a problem. If you don't have the energy levels and all the rest. And sometimes we'll see that men who've had kind of issues the ED, the testosterone replacement, helps them kind of get better responses to meds. But in and of itself, is testosterone totally tied in? No. I mean, you could have low T and normal reactions. You could have ED and your T is totally, you know, whatever. So uh, here's a good question that I have for you. Improving our testosterone health and our testosterone level, will that eventually improve uh, or, or help take away the erectile dysfunction? Wouldn't take it away because a lot of the times the stuff that's causing it, you know, the the diabetes or whatever else that's kind of damaging you, you can get better control and maybe you'll have some improvements overall, but taking it completely away, some of the stuff, once the damage is done, the damage is done. That's why you want to have a healthier lifestyle. You want to prevent that stuff from coming around. What type of uh, liquids do we need to stay away from when dealing with erectile dysfunction? Well, that's interesting you say that. So, you know, you got to be cautious of drinking too much alcohol. You don't want to be, people should just do that in general, right? It'll just, you know, um, but... Even the simple things we don't think about, like drinking sodas and you know the, the empty calories that make people heavier, mm. diabetic and stuff like that, just stay away from that stuff. What about um, dark liquids, coffee, tea, liquids like that? It should be okay. I mean, those should, be okay. should be okay. So drink as much, much as water as you can, basically. That's a, yes. The, Comes for free, man. This is out of the tap. I have a, <laughs> I have a water app that reminds me every hour to drink twelve ounces. Good. I struggle at drinking water. Uh, I'm not a big water drinker, so you know I resort to the coconut water and the orange juice and stuff like that. I think if that stuff helps you, right? So whatever you can do to get healthier like that, whatever steps you take. I mean, you know, some people want to have the additives, like the sugar additives. So you be careful with that. But a coconut water, whatever gets you to make you drink a little bit more. Water, that's good. Is sugar one of the big uh, no-nos for erectile dysfunction? If you look, sugar in general, I think we eat too much sugar as a society, and that's why we're seeing so much obesity, why you see so much diabetes. And if, if that's the case, diabetes so tied into ED, mm. yeah, you need, you need to cut back on the sugar. So what effects, what effects um, erectile dysfunction more? I know we're getting off the subject just that's a little right. bit, Doc. No, that's how I love it. What affects it more? Well, if you look at, so going back to diabetes things, I'm going to hammer on that point. If diabetics are, are easier to develop it, you know, they'll get it younger in age, they'll get it more severe, they'll be more likely to need medications as well. And they and more likely even need surgery to correct the problem. I'm B. Nocha, hanging out with Dr. Natalie. We're inside of the man cave right now. If you have any questions, call the show, 704-227-8677. Now, Doc, are there any experimental treatments that are both worth exploring? No. I, I mean, honestly, there's some things, this thing called this P-shot, where the science is so fresh and so early, we're not even sure if it works very much. Mm -hmm. Not, I don't think we, we may have to give this more time before we even really put it into real practice. Uh, there's another thing, this shockwave that they have that may help with some people have mild problems, maybe, but those things aren't really FDA approved. So a lot of the treatments are cash-based because mm. they're not covered by insurance and we're not even sure they work all that well. Now, when you say FDA approved, can you explain that to the people listening? So F the FDA is the, the governing body that kind of monitors the therapies we have. So if you ever if you ever listen to a commercial about a drug and they sit there and talk about all the side effects, it sounds scary. They'll talk about it because they're the FDA monitors and make sure they report all the possible benefits and risks. But for example, like a supplement, the FDA 
asks that a supplement company puts in that, you know, this is not intended to diagnose or treat or cure an illness. That's the difference, right? The FDA monitors and regulates all that stuff and helps approve or disapprove of therapies. And when you look at some of these things, you know, here, yeah, it's a free country. You're going to get treated for uh, erectile dysfunction, the gains wave thing. But if the science isn't there to back it up, mm. the FDA may not approve it for that therapy. Now you're just paying for it out of pocket. Yeah. So with the P-Shot, how much uh, does that cost? Um, I've heard in the several thousands of dollars for patients who usually get multiple treatments over a period of time. So it, can be, it can be pretty expensive. Talk to me a little bit about the gains wave. Same thing. So the gains wave is the is that the um, they call it low intensity lithotripsy. It's almost like a sending sound waves into the penis to help get blood flow going and kind of correct some of the troubles. Same kind of things. Since it's not covered, you're looking at several thousand dollars. Mm. So and we talked about FDA um, a short time ago. Does it? A lot of the people listening, they get afraid when they say it's not um, FDA approved, but is it okay for them to still go out and take their risk on it, on using this product anyway? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a buyer's beware, right? So at the end of the day, I'll have patients come in who say, you know, I tried this and it didn't work and I spent 3000 bucks. I Listen, you, you could got to know what you're going into and as long as you're okay with that and if you got three thousand bucks to spare, God bless you. Gangs wave is three thousand bucks. It can be as expensive. That I've heard. I've heard prices even up to six thousand. Wow! And what are the risks for gangs wave? So gangs wave, the big thing, it can be uncomfortable. So mm-hmm. you get guys who are saying it's just you know discomfort while they're getting it. It may not work at all. Um, we don't, you know, you may get bruising and swelling and depending on who's doing it and how they're doing it. Dr. Natalie hanging out with us now. We've talked about all of the ways to correct erectile dysfunction um, once a man has it. But what can be done to prevent a man from getting erectile dysfunction? Y'all make sure y'all listen to this because yeah. this is very important right here. The big thing, exercise, keeping a healthy weight, no smoking. If you do those three things... Those are kind of the biggest keys. You know, the diabetes stuff gets tied into that. Mm-hmm. Now, if you you might have type 1 diabetes where you're born with it, right? Something that, that happens to you that you can't really help. Managing your diabetes is also important. So those are the those are the key, key things to prevention. Now, when you say working out, um, I, I lift weights, but my cardio is horrible. What type of working out um, do you are, are you referring to when, when you're talking about men working out? You know what? The, so the cardio stuff is going to be important for just, you know, getting that good stamina, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we joked about the stamina yeah. earlier, but that's going to be important. So you got to do the cardio stuff. The weights are good because it actually stimulates testosterone. So when you're when you're doing the weights yourselves, you're building that, that muscle mass. That's good for you. So try to mix it up. Do both. For a man visiting you for the first time and feeling anxious, uh, what can he expect from no, the appointment? Man, it's going to be like this. I mean, honestly, we're going to sit down and talk. We're, I, I try to be more of a friend of my patients. You know, obviously I'm there to help you, but I want to get to the bottom of all mm-hmm. our troubles. So I want you to feel like you're not getting lectured to, you're not getting this uncomfortable appointment. Just let's be open and honest, talk about stuff. Do you get um, did you get a lot of men bringing their significant others? I, I do, and I encourage it. How important is that? I think it's super important. I think that you know, looking at these problems and understanding is an us thing, right? It's not just it's not just you don't need to suffer in silence with whatever is going on, whatever you're coming to to me for. It's an us thing. It's a partnership. It's a team kind of kind of deal. That's important. So bring the spouse. We talk talk things through. We talked about uh, the oral medications. We talked about the injections, the vacuum pump, the implant surgeries. We talked about other um, treatments you can take. Uh, what other treatment options would you typically recommend someone with erectile dysfunction? Yeah, I mean, I think you know, starting off like we talked about the healthy lifestyle. A, B is making sure that they understand their options moving forward. 
And one of the conversations I have with my patients too is, is understand what makes sense for you. You know, if I, if you have a very healthy sexual lifestyle, you know, look at the options we're going to lay down in front of you and figure out what works best in your life and not necessarily having to fail one thing, fail the other to prove any points. Sit down and try to find the therapy that's right for you. Me being a younger guy, and I do know older guys, is there any difference or in the feeling of when someone feels like they are suffering from erectile dysfunction? It affects people, you know, like we were talking about the upstairs, downstairs things. It affects people in their mindset. I mean, this isn't, it's not about the activity that you're doing. It's about the idea that you can. You know what I mean? It, it, it's, it's, it's almost a difference between us saying like, look, I'm not Cam Newton, I can't be a quarterback for an NFL team, but I still want to be able to throw the ball to my kid. Yeah. And if you can't even do that, it's a problem. If you were the Cam Newton of doctors, I would not go to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about the Aaron Rodgers? Maybe. Maybe. But he's up and down. Uh, you never know. Uh, you know, who, you, you, I'm going to use a word that nobody likes to hear, but Tom Brady, because he's an old guy and he can, he can still throw it, man. If you were the Tom Brady of doctors, you would have been had me. <laughs> Six rings, baby. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Tell me a story about a time with a man who was treated with erectile dysfunction that you treated successfully. I mean, I, mean, I, got, I got tons of stories, but I think the biggest story, and I've told this before, and, and is a guy that, that came to me, took care of him, and he wound up referring me his brothers to get surgery, one of whom lived in, out of state, lived in Florida. And he referred me, they referred me their cousins and a bunch of their friends too. I mm. got about eight, eight or nine guys that, that are kind of back to, to functioning and getting, you know, feeling more like themselves, uh, all from treating one person. Oh, wow. Yeah. Are guys usually um, surprised at the information that you give them about erectile dysfunction? I, I think so, and I think they're they're happy to be able to finally talk. Like, like I try to really make it like this, like just two people talking so, so we can get down to the bottom of it mm-hmm. and be honest and open and go through each of the choices and kind of go from there. So, yeah, they're surprised. Now, I cater to a younger demographic, right? I'm over here at Fox Sports Charlotte. I'm over at Power 98. What is the concerning age that a man must be worried about erectile dysfunction? You're going to start seeing things in their, their 40s, their 50s. I mean, even some folks in their 30s. I mean, mm. you still, still have some guys coming in in their 30s. Especially with some of this food that we're eating nowadays. That's right. You're hanging with B-Notes, we're inside of the man cave with Dr. Natalie. If you have any questions, feel free to call the show, 704-227-8677. We'll be right back with part two of the man cave with B-Notes and Dr. Natalie here on Fox Sports Charlotte. Hey, Charlotte, this is Dr. Richard Natalie from Inside the Man Cave. Um, I think you need to go to edcure.org, which is a great resource to learn more about the topics we just talked about regarding erectile dysfunction various treatment options that are available to men. You can find some upcoming educational events about this as well when you get on that website. And you can even talk to patients who've gone through that same journey. Again, the website is www.edcure.org.